everyone, it's another episode of Glitch Free Gaming, it's episode number 179, hooray! Far too many of these. Yeah, I know, I think we should just call it quits, and just, <laughs> you know, do, we, we'll just meet up and, you know, every week anyway and talk nonsense, we'll just not record it and subject anyone to it anymore. I mean, that is literally how this started, so... <laughs> it was, yes. <laughs> It was just some smart arse had the bright idea of actually recording it. At some point we just have to do the comic book thing and reboot. Ah. Just call it like the new GFG. New 52. Right. And do we have to talk like with different accents or something or? Yeah. Well, we'll all just switch names around and there'll be different oh. origin stories. <laughs> ah, fair enough. <laughs> So, uh, as you can tell from uh, the lack of a voice, it is just Kieran and myself this week. Paul may or may not join us later. Um, he has got some real life stuff that he's taking care of, so we may be on later on. Uh, and uh, I've got a funny feeling it might be a short one this week. Yeah, I think so as well. Yeah. So uh, we've got a couple of games to talk to, not too many, um, as we wait for the big titles to arrive. Uh, so let's uh, dive in and talk video games. Kieran, tell us about 2017's Game of the Year. I'm going to assume out of the three things that I've got on this list here that you mean <laughs> Puyo Puyo Tetris. Yes! <laughs> so Puyo Puyo Tetris is this brand new game that we've talked about a bit over the past. <laughs> years now. Yep. Uh, I finished the story mode. Oh, did you? And unlocked all the characters. And I couldn't tell you anything about that story mode that I couldn't have told you when it was in Japanese because it's all fucking nonsense. Yes, yeah, um, it's still the same bloody stuff. Yeah, but yeah, there's not much story there. It's kind of just, <laughs> well, we're on a ship and then we crash and then we went to this place and we met a character and we seem to know this character and then we popped Puyos with them and now we're friends and they're like what? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah Yeah, it's it's probably about the same thing that I've made I think what the story says in Japanese Yeah but that's the thing you you don't actually need the translated version of the story because (laughs) it is actually exactly what you thought it was from Japanese just guessing it like Uh you know when you're when you see something that's not been translated with friends or something like that and you'll be laughing like oh I bet he's just saying something stupid like haha let's fight now it is literally that <laughs> like if you told me that this wasn't actually the original script from Japanese translated and they did actually just sit and do that and just make up as they went along <laughs> I would believe you because it's nonsense um, but it's a fun story mode to play through despite well, I, even I say in spite, I, I liked how stupid and nonsensical the story is. Yes, me um, too. Yeah, and it's the the story mode has a good kind of varied amount of modes and kind of teaches you how to play all of the main modes as you go through it. So, I say teaches it; it kind of just throws them at you, but it kind of ramps up difficulty the further in you get. So you face off against you know more difficult opponents, basically. Yeah. But Puyo Puyo Tetris is like the main strength of that game is that it has a kind of crazy amount of variations of the game that are based around you know the two uh, franchises that are being combined. So you know there's versus mode that has Tetris versus Tetris, Puyo versus Puyo, or Puyo versus Tetris. 
There's Fusion that has both of them at the same time. There's Swap that swaps between a Tetris game and a Puyo game every like 20 seconds or something like that. Yeah. Uh, Party, which can again be Puyo versus Puyo or Tetris versus Tetris or both, but also has power-ups in it. Uh, Big Bang, which is actually probably one of my favourite modes in that game now, um, which is the kind of quick puzzle mode where it kind of just loads up a for Tetris, it's a bit easier for Tetris, where it's just got like a bunch of blocks and it gives you one of a type of block and there's always a place that you can put it that will get you a line, or will usually get you a line for each part of the block, so at least three lines, or two I guess if it's a square, and it just you've got to go through it as fast as possible and clear the screen yes. as quickly as possible without yeah. messing up and that's a really fun mode and a lot better in this one because there's actually like a little description explaining how it works. Whereas in the Japanese one, you kind of just had to guess, and no one seemed to get how the scoring worked at the end. Because yeah. it goes through in rounds, and at the end of a round, it goes, "Oh, someone scored more than the other person. They do a bunch of damage." And it's like, "Um, what?" <laughs> but it, it's, yeah, it explains a bit better. But then there's like you know a handful of different. Puyo modes for single player and Tetris modes for single player and the single player mode goes through all of these so there will be there's a bunch of you know versus stuff against AI characters and then there's a bunch of stuff that's just you know clear 20 lines as quickly as possible or score as many points as you can you know in a minute of playing Tetris that kind of thing Uh and it's really good so I recommend if people pick that game up to play through that single player because it's just an awesome, awesome thing. And you unlock a bunch of characters in it, which is also yes. a thing. Uh, yeah, because I hadn't seen most of those characters before because I never finished the... No, you just kind of... Uh, you jumped straight into the, the multiplayer, didn't you? Yeah, it was the main reason I picked that game up. And I've not played a massive amount of the multiplayer on this one so far. I've played a bit of it on, like, the train with my girlfriend every now and again, and uh, a little bit of it online, but not a massive amount. But uh-huh. the one of the main advantages of the Switch is that you can play multiplayer games portably really easy, which is pretty awesome so far. Like, being able to just have Puyo Puyo Tetris with me, and then, you know, if someone wants to play multiplayer, you take it out, take one of the Joy-Cons off and go, hey, we're playing multiplayer now. It's uh-huh. such a neat thing that kind of hasn't... You know, it's turned out to be more useful than gimmicky, which is always right. kind of a good thing. So, yeah, really liking that. Yeah, I got up to... Um, so there's seven... Is it seven levels, you would call it? Yeah, there's seven acts, and then there's a couple of ones that I think were originally DLC ones. Right. After that. Um, oh, is there? Yeah, so I think once you finish up to Act 7, it unlocks 8, 9, and 10, which I believe... Because uh-huh. like, the history of Pupio Tetris is this weird thing where it came out on like the PS3 in Japan, and no one heard of it over here at all, ever. And then eventually it came out over here on the PS4 and it was basically like the Game of the Year edition. It was the, here's the version that has all the DLC packed in and has, you know, 
HD graphics and stuff like that, but it's, it was this weird thing where there was a bunch of DLC for that original game, and it's just all yeah. in all the releases that we've played. Right. And from what I understand, I could be wrong, but from what I understand that those last couple of acts are DLC ones. So I haven't actually done those ones. I've done to the end of what is the story. Yes, yeah, which is what I've done, you know, so, uh, well, I'm at 7, 7.5, so I've still got a couple more to do, yeah. um, but I do feel that, you know, um, I am missing a little bit in terms of exactly what it is I'm meant to be doing, mm-hmm. um, so I think, you know, we spoke about it before, would I buy the, will I buy the very you know the the English version of it, yeah, definitely. Uh, when I pick up my Switch, yeah, because um, it's definitely happen. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I will pick it up again. Um, and did you think? Did you feel that you got a little bit more out of it in terms of? Is it easier to know what to do in the during the story mode? What it exactly is they want you to do? I definitely think so because. Uh, like I said, it goes through all the different modes, and in the Japanese one, I was not always, but there was there's a handful of acts that or uh, levels that I just didn't really know what to do. So I was going into it, and it would just load up, and it's like, oh, here's Tetris, and I would lose it, even though I thought it was doing all right, and I didn't know how. And so back then, I would just have to look up online because there's a good amount of translation things. Yes. Uh, to see what the wind condition was, basically. And the wind condition, usually it's just stuff like, you know, score this number of points, and it does show that. But some of them are, you know, clear eight lines within a minute, or y- yeah, something like that. And there's no real easy way to see that from the Japanese, or score, you know, X amount of points within a couple minutes. And it's like, okay, well, I don't know why I'm losing this after a minute and it's like oh because you didn't clear, clear eight lines so yeah yeah. whereas that's all in English now so it's a lot easier just to look at the wind condition before you even go into the level and it just says uh-huh. do this thing yeah yeah so um, yeah, I'm the same as you I still think it's it's fantastic I love the, the kooky nature of it um, and I you'd let me hear the you know the the new voices, the English voices, and I wish there would have been some way that you could have you know the English subtitles with that Japanese voice acting because yeah. it is just fabulous. Yeah, I feel the same. But I don't think the English voices are bad by any means, but they're definitely not. I I think it's made just be that thing where we've played so much with the Japanese voices now, like they are the voices I I recognize and want. Yeah, it's yeah because when you know you'd let me hear it and it was it, it was actually it was jarring. Yeah. You know because I, you could I could hear the music, um, and it's the, you recognize the music, you know the music, and then this voice comes over the top of it and you go, no, that's that's not the voice. Yeah, that's not what yeah. that frog meant to sound like. Oh yes. frog that uh, fish is meant to sound like. Yeah, but you said that the the yellow alien, uh, he's still the same. Yeah, he's still an annoying. Thing that just goes pee 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 over and over and over. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Uh, yeah, no, it is still a fabulous game. Still one of my favourites. Yeah, I really like it. It's a fantastic game. Uh, speaking of games that are your favourites. Yes. 
There's new DLC that came out for Forza Horizon 3. Oh, yes, there is. Yeah, so... Um, yet, uh, Forza Horizon 3 is still the game that keeps on giving, for me anyway. Uh, I have now... I don't know how much time I've put into it, but the this is the second DLC course or you know pack that's come out for it uh and this time it's uh the hot wheels expansion licensed everything yes yeah properly licensed so what it is this time is uh they've taken this island just off the coast of uh, australia and uh they've turned it into a real life hot wheels track or that's what they tell you anyway and it's all the track is made up of uh you know the the Hot Wheels orange and blue pieces of track yeah. and they make crazy loops and there's um, a big fl- a loop-de-loops and there's a flaming uh, flaming hoops that you can jump through um, and they've got the... Remember the one of the Hot Wheels tracks uh, where you had the crisscross? Yeah. So the cars would do a loop and then they would split off and then they would come back together and, and depending on... Well, you weren't meant to, but any kid, <laughs> any any kid that was a kid, uh, tried to get the cars to crash into each other at the crisscross sections. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, they've, yeah, they've got all of that in here. Um, there's even a big, huge uh, dinosaur, this plastic dinosaur, and it's at one of the track, one of the bits of the tracks, and you come round the corner, and it comes down, and it's. <laughs> It is just really silly. Uh, the game, in terms of you know what it's like and what it plays like, is it's it is the perfect cross between Trackmania and Forza. You know, so yeah. it, you've got these weird massive these weird tracks um, that are a hell of a lot of fun to play, and these just insane jumps and the loops and. Uh, Part of the trick is, you know, the first time you race one of the courses and things, the trick is trying to figure out how to stay on the track. <laughs> um, and then, you know, so you either bugger up the full uh, the full race or you'll just, you know, either keep restarting until you get it right, depending on your playstyle. Um, but it's so you've got that track mania thing in there. But then it's uh, you've got this and the different types of cars and everything that comes from Forza Horizon so it's Mm. this perfect it it does feel like this perfect marriage Uh, the again the expansion very much like the Blizzard Mountain one that came out it is huge there is a lot of races there are the way that they've done it this time is you're you've got classes so it starts at uh, I think is it A class uh, you can so you can race in the A class. Then there's the S1 class. Then the S2 class. Okay. Um, so it builds it up. Now I see there's. I don't know if it finishes at the S2 class, but looking at this map, uh, I'm actually looking at it right now. There's too many gaps. So I'm imagining there might be another two sets of content. You know. Yeah. Uh, the way Forza Horizon does it, you get to a certain level and then it slaps all these stickers on the map. Mm-hmm. And it, it's things you can go and do. There is plenty to do. There is uh, most of the races. Uh, there's the races that I've found are two types of races: either point to point or circuit races. 
there is the usual, um, what do they call them, the challenges. So the, you've got the drift challenge uh, or zone, the drift zone. Then you've got the speed zone with the cameras. And it'll either be, you know, race past this point uh, the fastest you can or race uh through this section the fastest you can and then there's also uh, the danger sign so that's those mad jumps that you get to do and you're trying to see how far you can jump and they've got some crazy ones there as well the, the some of them is just maybe a ramp and it's you're ramping over the over the island and over the track and then some of them is a specific piece of hot wheels track that's been built and it just reminds you of playing Hot Wheels back in your <laughs> in your bedroom. Um, they've also got some cool cars. Uh, so they've got some proper Hot Wheels cars in it. And uh, one of the cars that you can drive is, uh, I think it's called the Bone Shaker. And it's a, I, I think, yeah, I think it is called the Bone Shaker. It's a car, it looks like a skull front of the, where the radiator would be. Yeah. Um, and it's, I think, you know, the hot rods that you used to get, that would be the kind of car that you would think of and that, you know, be synonymous with Hot Wheels and, and racing these mad stunt tracks. Uh, there is four cars, as far as I've seen, uh, that are Hot Wheel branded. There's still any of them that purple car. You know, the one I know, the one I mean, the... The purple hot rod one that was kind of the one that was everywhere in the 90s um there's a blue one and it's got a twin car a you know the the twin gaskets that mm -hmm. jump out the top it's similar to that i think maybe that one yeah yeah because i just remember when i was a kid like there was a purple one with the like there was a hot rod with engine sticking out of the front that was Fucking cool looking thing. <laughs> it might the, the one. Yeah. Mm, it might be this one. But uh, yeah, and there is a this um, and just all the usual stuff. So it is. It's definitely worth the the money. Um, I'm still not regretting picking up the the expansion pass when I did. Mm -hmm. um, I think. Uh, the only thing is I think it's quite pricey to buy it on its own yeah I've not checked I was about to ask that actually because I I never played as much Forza Horizon as I wanted to um, like I still pick up every now and again and do a couple of races here and there but like I'm not super far into that game it's part of the reason I bought that uh, the VIP pass thing because it basically makes you progress a little bit further or a little bit faster so I can get a bit further while playing the game less yeah uh, so like if I was going to buy expansion, an expansion for it I probably wouldn't buy the full expansion pass because the the snow stuff sounds good but it doesn't sound super interesting to me compared to this Hot Wheel stuff which sounds awesome yeah it is I highly recommend it I'm just having a blast with it that's cool I may see how much it costs on its own yeah, um, I I know there was there was a package where you could buy the game and the the pass or not the pass but the the Hot Wheels expansion and it was sixty or seventy odd pounds, mm -hmm. which is quite pricey. So I was just assuming that you know the 
the the pass on its own. Oh, sorry, the the expansion on its own would be quite pricey. Yeah, I can um, imagine them being like twenty odd quid or something. Yeah, and actually, when we're on the subject, here's another thing. Why is it when once you've bought a piece of content, you can't on either? Yeah, most place, stores. Yeah, stores most stores. It, yeah, it's I bizarre. I guess because you're you've bought it you've already bought it yeah <laughs> they don't want to remind you like by the way <laughs> you spent all that money you idiot yeah yeah i don't know it's it, it's strange um yeah you know just because it, it, if you've got it and nobody else yeah there's no way for you to be able to look at it and go it seems like a weird thing because it seems like yeah Talking about with friends and stuff like that, it might be able to sell an extra coffee for them basically just by going, yeah. "Hey, this it's only <laughs> it's only sixteen seventy four, including VAT." Yeah. According uh, to <laughs> Xbox's website for Forza Horizon Three Hot Wheels. Oh wow! They also have a separate listing for the Hot Wheels cars, which I assume are included in that. Yes. Well, how many cars is it? Uh, I don't know. A second, the Microsoft website is not good. As it turns out, um, Hot Wheels car pack. Hot Wheels car pack for Forza Motorsport Six features seven cars for you to collect. Ah, uh-huh. right. So I don't have them all yet. Uh, one of them, yeah, one of them's the bone shaker. So it's definitely the ones that are included in the yeah thing. So it's just if you just want the cars and you don't want the. <laughs> the races. Why would you? That's a weird thing. Yeah, that is kind of weird, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, I guess maybe because also they just unlock them. So if you just want to buy it instead of, because that's a thing they do for Forza, isn't it? Where you can just pay money to unlock stuff instead of doing it through the game. Yeah. 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 So I think that might be what it's more aimed at. I guess. Be like, oh, I paid all this money for DLC and I want to unlock all these cars right away. That I've all these cars I already paid for. Pay an extra fiver and just have them. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. But, uh, yes, yeah, so that's where I... That's where I am. With uh, this. It's uh, still playing a hell of a lot of it and it's a good amount of fun. So, uh yeah, I oh, I think I found your car. Uh, was it the Mustang? It may have been. That sounds. Yeah, but uh, yes, I've unlocked. Uh, I think there's four cars that I've unlocked. So, uh, but cool. Yeah, so I will be playing a hell. But uh, moving on to things that are reminders of being kids, you played. NBA Playgrounds yeah so I picked this up on the Switch mainly because I was just looking for something else to play on Switch and it's kind of built as kind of an arcadey basketball game kind of similar to something like NBA Jam like it, it wears a lot of its NBA Jam uh, and NBA Street kind of uh, influences on its sleeves and it's alright. It's not as good as those games. It's no it's no NBA jam. But right. It's kind of a fun arcadey basketball game where it's two V two and 
the kind of the the there's a lot of you know trying to just outsmart your opponents and dunk the ball over and over basically it's <clears throat> it's good but it's not amazing and definitely not as good as the games that it's trying to emulate right and it, it does some cool stuff but then it has some weird things with the structure of it uh-huh. so for example the you don't have there's like a, a ton of teams in this game and all of them have like between four and eight players not necessarily active ones just now either there's a bunch of kind of retired players in there as well and you can't pick them all off the bat you need to unlock them with random card packs which to be fair to them at least they're not at the moment at least not selling those random card packs like every other thing is yeah but still it's a weird way to do that so you need to unlock randomly unlock players from other teams and as someone who doesn't really follow basketball at all you know i don't know who most of these people are so i'm just looking at the stats and being like this guy's got a 10 for duncan that's great i'll use him this guy blocks real good so i can use him for making sure they don't score and then throw it to the other guy and dunk done that's my game plan and it's it's fun but it's not i I don't think it's like a must buy kind of thing even if you're kind of into arcadey right yeah the 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 weird thing was that it's got a weird graphic style and it's like these weird the the heads are weird yeah it's really it's really ugly looking (laughs) it's just not it's not a nice looking game at all uh it's got like you say the heads look weird because i think they're going for a slightly big headish mode thing because again they're trying to be like uh nba jam right but they're not they don't have the it's not stylized as that it just kind of looks like a kind of cheapish cartoony basketball game right and the commentary that's over it is terrible it's really bad it's again trying to go for that NBA Jam thing and it's that thing where NBA Jam is always the thing that's going to be compared to just because that is kind of is the high point for arcade basketball games like it is one of the best it's still super fun to play today that one that they released on the Wii and then ported to PS4 stuff like that wasn't as good as the older ones but it was still like a really good game and it seems like they're going for that kind of thing but they just don't pull it off it doesn't look as doesn't look intentionally silly bad like NBA Jam did. It just looks right. cheap. It looks like they didn't have a massive budget for it. Which is right. fine. That's not necessarily the worst thing in the world. Like, I'm fine with low budget games, but it, it's yeah, it's not a selling point for it. Uh-huh. Yeah, it Yeah, so it, it just looks like it, it's missed the beat and everything it was trying to do. Yeah. I mean, it's still fun. Just not massively fun, and there's not a lot of it. There's like a decent kind of tournament mode that takes you through a bunch of uh, AI matches, but right. there's I think there's only like four or five courts, and the courts actually are probably the nicest looking part of the game because they actually all look very different and they you know 
change the style of it all up quite a bit. Uh huh. But also don't actually have any gameplay value because at the end of the day they're just a basketball court. There's no special stuff in them because it's not silly, it's still just a basketball game. And weirdly you have to unlock those basketball courts. So at the start of the game, so when you first open up the game you can't go into tournament mode, you have to play an exhibition match first. And as you go through the exhibition match, it kind of pops up with tutorial tips the first time you play it. But the the weird thing about it is that you can't pick any other core except for the first one. And then to unlock more, you have to basically play through the entirety of the tournament mode to unlock all of them, which is a really weird way to handle that. Yeah. Especially given their whole thing seems to be they want you to grind to get these card packs to get other people and also you level up players as you play and if you get duplicate cards that gives you additional experience towards that player so then that right. level up and I don't know what level up does I think it might boost their stats slightly but I don't their stats seem like they're I don't know if they can go up that seems like a weird thing to do actually yeah I, I don't really miss about that stuff too much but I don't know. Shaq's in it. That's alright, I guess. <laughs> he's recognisable. He was in that movie where he was a genie. Uh, yeah. And that he movie was... where he was a superhero. He's basically a non-licensed Iron Man. I didn't see that one. Uh, it's called Steel. It's a fucking terrible movie. <laughs> I highly recommend it. <laughs> oh, definitely. I'll need to have a look. I mean, let's face it. Shaq was not in a lot of good films. No, no. He, he, uh, the best ones he was in where he played uh, somebody that played basketball. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Play what you know, I guess. Yes, yeah. Uh, Kazam was the... Oh, that was the genie one, wasn't it? That was the genie one. That was a bad movie. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, well, he's in it. So that's something. Yeah. Don't necessarily think I'd recommend NBA Playgrounds. Unless it's on sale. Like, if it's cheap, it seems like it'd be an alright thing. The Switch version also doesn't have online multiplayer at the moment. They've said oh, okay. they're patching it in, but like the PS4 and Xbox One versions already have it. And that's a weird omission. Yeah, that is quite bizarre. Yeah. Which is a shame that Paul's not on this podcast just now because he has also been playing this. And uh-huh. I don't think his feelings are very positive on it either. But I think that's more because he's not over the learning curve yet. Because there's a bit of a learning curve to start with. Right. Yeah, because um, I know Paul was really looking forward to this. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I was interested in it beforehand as well. I mean, that's why I picked it up. But... Yeah, yeah. And again, it's... It sounds like I'm kind of ragging on it, but it's not a bad game. It's just kind of mediocre. It's it's still fun. There's you know enjoyment to have to be had from it. It's uh-huh. just not one that I'd say you need to fucking buy this right now. If you're an idiot with too much money like me, then yeah, buy it. Why not? Also <laughs> buy all of the fucking Neo Geo games that come out in the Switch. Why not? <laughs> you know the best way to play Mark of the Wolves with a controller that's only slightly bigger than your thumb. Has four <laughs> buttons and a single joystick. Yeah. That's how fighting games were designed to be played, Mike. Don't know if you know this. 
Yeah, I will. I will take your word for it. <laughs> uh, but speaking of fighting games, yes, you've been playing a brand new one. Is this game actually is it out or is it out? I think it's out, isn't it? Uh, it is out. Yes, it's just come out. Just came out. Yeah. Um, and this is uh, the follow-up to Injustice. Uh, imagining, imaginatively easy for me to say uh, <laughs> called Injustice 2 so um, I like it it is yeah I would have went for Injusticer but In- uh, Injustice 2 Injustice Harder uh, it could have been a, a shout uh, <laughs> we'll stop there but at least they got rid of the god awful god amongst us or yeah god uh, gods amongst us which was um just bad language. Uh, God's that. among us. No, God. Uh, yeah, God's among <laughs> us. Yeah, because it should sure. have been amongst. Yes. Uh, but yeah. Um, so I have t- to have a look at this. Um, so I've uh, got a copy of it, like you said, for review. So I won't be reviewing it on the site. Um, and just off the bat, looks really good. Um, and I think, like you, Kieran, I'm just interested in. Well, I'm more interested in the story. Yeah. Uh, one I of the love things. Another round story. Mode. Oh yeah, they're they, the one thing they do is the the stories, and they make it worthwhile for you to play through the game, you know, through the single player. Yeah. Um, and yeah, this is the little bit that I played. So I'm on chapter two. Uh, well, I've ch- finished. Just oh. Yeah, um, and it picks up. A, I don't want to give away too much, but it picks up uh, from the end of the, you know, of in general. That whole thing with the, uh, you know, uh, Superman from a different world. They did something. Can we spoil? Injustice or no? I mean, it the set that was basically the setup for it. it like it was in the announcement trailer stuff like that for that game when it first came out. Years right. Ago. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's fair. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, it picks up uh, at the end where you um, the Batman in the you know the the other universe um, he has defeated Superman and he's. Superman's now in prison, but uh, the people that uh, had the difference of opinion that sided with him are in hiding. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's basically it. There's a... come out, and obviously they're now going to, you know, the two the two factions are going to come to blows again. I know. Yeah. There's going to be um, reasons for superheroes to fight each other again. Exactly, Some yes. Kind of civil war, perhaps. <laughs> of course, yeah. Um, and, yeah, it looks like they're going to do the whole thing with, you know, the different uh, universe, uh, superheroes from universes, alternative superheroes. Um, this is also the first time that you can fully customize the characters. Yeah, this is kind of being like their whole selling point on it because you can customize them, but it's not just cosmetic. Yes, yeah. So you can add um, 
the equipment gives you various abilities and there's uh, different moves and things that they can do with it as well. That's a cool idea. Yeah. Um, so one of the things I've been playing around with a little bit of the modes just to, to have a little look at as well. And there is, in the single player, there's a mode called the multiverse. Uh-huh. And the idea is, uh, in the main story, Bruce Wayne has built this thing that can look... It can keep an eye on all the different multiverses. And if there's anything going sounds on... Sounds like a Bruce Wayne thing to do. Yeah. If there's anything going on, it alerts him and he can do something about it. Uh and if you go into the multiverse mode, it's very similar to, uh, I think it was called the Tower in the Mo- the Mortal Kombat games, yeah. where it just gave you, you know, you'll fight this character and that character. Um, and sometimes it would do like teams, you will fight these three characters one in a row. Uh, yeah, yeah. That was know. something that the Mortal Kombat game did quite a lot, especially yeah. X, I think. Yes, yeah. So uh, this does it, but it's different versions of the the characters that you know. So they've got slightly different move sets, and uh, they look different. So th- you know, apart from the fact that throughout the the single player mode, on any mode that you play, you can win equipment, yeah, uh, earn equipment, and then you know, customize your characters. There's already. Um, different presets of customizable characters they've already created. That's smart. And, I like that. and you get to fight them in the multiverse. I like that. That's a that's a cool idea to kind of extend the yeah. single player. In an uh, age when, you know, fucking Street Fighter Five is launching without any single player modes and you know, that kind of thing, it's nice to see, hey, here's a bunch of stuff we thought up that is you know, you can do it online but Primarily, this costume stuff is so they can extend the single player. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, to, uh, you know, like I was saying, I played this for the story mode and to unlock the different things because it reminds me of how, uh, you know, Fighters Tekken 2, how Tekken 2 was back on the PlayStation 1. <laughs> so, yeah, I will be playing mainly the single player i'll check out some mm. online stuff to see how it works in the couch multiplayer um don't, uh, draft and into playing some couch multiplayer with <laughs> me as well see how we get on with that um but yeah the, the game looks really really good um the the stages that you fight in again they've got this uh, all the environments that you can manipulate and do wall runs off of and then you oh, can yeah, if they got the was it the r2 to throw chandeliers at people thing again. yes yep okay that's, yeah. I, I quite like that in injustice okay. yeah most of most of the moves and everything is pretty much the same you know so you're if you've played injustice um they've done a couple of new things um but they're not once you play through the tutorial once you'll pick them up cool. and then you'll be good to good to go um yeah, they've still got the, uh, you know, where you can smack them through the different sceneries and things. Yeah, the kind of dead or alive style thing. Yes, yeah, so they've still got those. Uh, each of the character has their own over-the-top um, attack, uh, you know, where you push the, the L1 and the R, uh, L1 and R1 buttons together mm-hmm. at the same time. And they do the special attack. They've still got those in. Uh, they've still got those little tech 
um, where you push the, the circle button. Um, and for Batman, it was he had these little batarangs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They still sounds, got all of that stuff. It sounds a lot like the first game, but you know, cleaned up a bit and looked looking nicer. Yes. Stuff. Yep, that is it. Uh, all it needed. Yes, definitely. Uh, and from what I can see so far, it you know it's uh, it looks worth its its price tag. It's got quite a lot of content, and that's just on the the single player side. And then obviously, if you're uh, a fighting game fan and you're playing competitively. You're obviously gonna, you know, have a lot of fun with the new characters that are in there as well. So a couple of new characters. I think the new a uh, Swamp Thing mm-hmm. is new. I don't remember anything about the roster from that previous game. Uh, Batman was in it, I think. Yes. Yeah. Maybe Supes. Yeah. Uh, uh, but Supergirl, I'm pretty sure she's new. Yeah, I think. I think she is. Yeah, um, you Blue Beetle and Doctor Fate, uh, and then there's, you know, quite a few other characters as well. I don't know. I don't, I don't know a lot of DC characters, I guess. No. Yeah, uh, Blue Beetle and Doctor Fate are new on me as well. I'm not a big um, DC universe person. Um, yeah. There's some of them that I know, uh, and then some of them I go, oh no, just no chance. Yeah. Are there any Watchmen characters in it? No, because they're not from the DC universe, unfortunately. Oh, you have not been keeping up with DC Comics, my friend. Oh, really? Because <laughs> that is their whole plotline right now, is that they are merging the Watchmen into the DC universe. Oh, God. Uh, it it I, I have been reading some of it. And I, oh, right, okay. I've actually been handling it surprisingly well, given, given how stupid an idea it is. <laughs> um, and how, you know... What I think it's fair, safe, and not controversial at all to say that Watchmen's very, very good. It's a very, uh-huh. very good graphic novel. So to say, hey, we're going to do this thing with these Watchmen characters, it's like, oh, you. All right, <laughs> try it, I guess. <laughs> and they've not done. It's been lots of like little hints and stuff like that, more than straight up stuff so far. But it's been interesting, at least. I guess I wouldn't go far enough to say it's been good, but it's been interesting. But yeah, I think when they start doing DLC for that game, I 100% like guarantee one of those packs will be here's fucking Rush Arc and you know Doctor Manhattan and stuff like that because of course it will be. Ah, uh-huh. cool. Yeah, but that's cool. I'm glad that just two seems to be pulling together. Yes, yeah, it seems uh, like a a good solid package so far. Um, the initial impression that I've got is a good one and uh, you know I will have hopefully by the time we talk again next week uh, the review will should be done and on the site and everything so um, yeah I uh, will do a final report back on it next week awesome cool uh, you bought a game which I was tempted to buy for a while but I didn't so uh, how did you get on with uh, the new Ghost Recon uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands um, so I picked up Ghost Recon Wildlands because I've been really tired out recently and not wanting to play anything that's super story heavy or involves a lot of skill of tactics like you know Persona and you know, <laughs> even Horizon to some degree like all these slightly bigger games I've got that are like Oh man, you could, 
do all this stuff, it's critically acclaimed, and there's all this awesome stuff to do, and I'm sitting there like, man, I just want to sleep. Is there a game where I can sleep? Is that... That's not a thing. <laughs> and then World Dance is like, uh, well, you can't sleep, but you can probably gun at people, and then they die, and it's like, well, all right, I'm in. Okay, cool, I can do this. So I picked that up, and I've been playing some co-op with it so far, and it's interesting, because it's it's a Ghost Recon game that is, you know, being kind of simplified in the way that Ghost Recon games have been for the last little while, and uh, but not as much as uh, oh, what was that last one, the first person one that was really terrible. Oh, uh, uh, Future Soldier. Yes, yeah. That not as simplified as that. It's kind of like a step between that and. Uh, Oh fuck! What's the name of the Ghost Recon one everyone likes? Advanced Warfare. Uh, Advanced, yeah, Grawl. Grawl. Um, so it's a bit more simplified than Grawl, but not majorly. And then it's also got this massive open world. So you can get dropped into areas, and the whole thing is each section of the map has a a bad dude running it, like a dude from the cartel that's doing drug manufacturing or selling things. And your end goal is to shoot them in the face because you're a hero that came to this... You're an American hero that came to this country to help them, as all white people do. <laughs> and um, uh, to be fair, you could play as non-white characters, but the implication is still you're an American that came to Cuba and starts <laughs> solving their problems for them, which is pretty good. Um, I keep saying Cuba. I don't think it's actually in Cuba. I don't know why. It's, I think it's been watching things that are sent Cuba recently um, but yeah it's it's kind of cool and the open world stuff is silly and not necessarily used super effectively because things like driving or don't control super well but when you're playing single player you get three uh, companion AI guys with you and when you're all in a car, you can just press up on the D-pad to make them go into active mode, where they'll just start gunning down any enemies nearby. So they just all pop out of the windows and are just sitting there at the windows holding their guns, and you can just drive past, or drive into a base, and they'll just start gunning everyone down, and it's pretty fun. Uh, some of my favourite stuff in that game has actually been, like, taking bases, because there are a lot of kind of military-style military installations and stuff like that. And so I've been playing a lot of a co-op with a friend of the show, Nathan, and a lot of times we'll just do, you know, you can scout enemies and mark them on the map, kind of, you know, Far Cry, I say Far Cry style, every game has had that since Far Cry kind of, well, Crisis had it first, I guess, but Far Cry popularised it. And you can mark stuff on your map and you have like a little drone that you can send out and you can mark people on the map with that. And then we just kind of sit and snipe everyone until we can't snipe anyone ever anymore. And then uh -huh. go in and start gunning everyone else down. And it's such a, a it's a relatively easy game so far, at least. I'm we're still I'm still pretty early on. I know Nathan's got further that in it than me because he's had it a bit longer. But we've been playing through my safe hour of, of it, and it is just a kind of fun, you know, team based uh, cooperative shooter that the open world stuff doesn't add a massive amount to it. But it's still kind of fun to drive around and you can climb into the trunk of cars for some reason. Or the boot. The <laughs> trunk is just what it's 
it's made it's got American terms for things. Get stuck right. in your head. But um yeah, like it, you can climb into the boot of a car and then just pop out with your gun and start gunning people down. And I don't I don't know if there's any reason for that. <laughs> it doesn't seem to be. <laughs> like I think the maximum people you can have in your team is four, so like you can almost fit in a car. But you could also climb in the boot of the car if you wanted. Right. Which means you can't shoot while it's driving, but then you could stop somewhere and then pop out of the boot and surprise the AI maybe, but I don't think there's any actual like system in place for that to be a thing. Like it's not it's not like, oh if you do this you're gonna take them by surprise and oh you'll be able to catch them off guard and shoot them more. It's like nah, the moment you get out they're gonna know you're there because you're carrying a gun anyway, so it doesn't it doesn't make any difference if you come out the boot or the back of the car. Like it's just a thing you can do for some reason. Uh huh. So that's strange. But I'm enjoying it. It's a really simple uh but big third person shooter. It has some of the more tactical elements from other Ghost Recon games, like you can do sync shots, which with AI is kind of broken because you kind of just mark things and then the AI just slaughters everyone. But with cooperative, you know, playing with friends, it's kind of useful to be able to mark a guy and be like, alright, I'm going to snipe this one, and then mark another guy and be like, you snipe this one at the same time as me. And then you kind of sync up, both shoot them, and then, it, you know, you've done this cool tactical thing this critical right. murder. Yes, because of course you want all your murders to be cool and tactical. Well, yeah. I mean, duh. You don't want any boring murders. <laughs> so, I'm enjoying it, but I need to play more of it. It's I don't know if I'd recommend paying full price for it. Right, okay. Uh, I mean, it's that weird thing where if you have people to play co-op with, it actually probably is worth playing, uh, paying full price for because it seems like a really big game and it is fun co-op. Right. And it's built on the same engine or seems to be built on the same engine as The Division and it's also coming out of Ubisoft and it feels gameplay-wise very similar to The Division but without bullet-spongy enemies because it's Ghost Recon so, you know, it's got slightly more realistic uh, you know, kind of damage-dealing things so when you shoot a guy he goes down pretty quickly. So... It's, uh, it's weird, yeah. So I guess maybe I would recommend it because I am enjoying it quite a bit. But I don't know. There's something about it that I'm just kind of like, eh, maybe buy it on sale. Right. Yeah, I might just hold hold off then. Yeah, I mean it's really fun co-op, and I don't necessarily need more cooperative shooters. I mean, I've still not finished Zombie Army trilogy or the the. Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare 2 campaign or or Marvel um, Ultimate Alliance or Marvel Ultimate Alliance or Marvel Ultimate Alliance 2 or <laughs> any of the other numerous cooperative games I bought on PS4 over the past few months uh, but this one seems like a good one so that's always good cool yeah excellent uh, well I think that's it for a uh, kind of digital media and video games and stuff yeah, I think so. Cool. Um, the board games wise, I, I'm getting sick of this. It's just me playing board games these days. I'm going to play board games this weekend. 
And then I will not because next week so <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't help anyone. What are you going to play anyway? Um, I'm not sure overall. We're definitely going to play uh, Between Two Cities because I just picked up a copy of that pretty oh, much excellent. to play it this weekend because you sent me a link to an auction for it and I was like, if this goes above £20, I'm not buying it because a copy of the game is like £24 new and this was a pre-owned copy. And I went above £20, so I bought a new copy for £24. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair enough. Yeah. It was that thing where it's like, you could buy a pre-owned copy. You can outbid this person who's paying 20 quid for a pre-owned copy or pay the extra 4 quid and get a new copy. I was like, well, let's buy a new copy, I guess. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. But other than that, I don't know what Some games... <laughs> I played some games with uh, Ben from the website. Oh, nice. Um, and we played some Terraforming Mars. Uh, I love that game. Uh, it is a really good meaty game that you can get stuck into, and uh, the, when you're playing it, either you know with people that have played it before, or with people where you're, you doesn't take. Mm-hmm. You can get tore in, and just kind of stuck in and go straight. You know, playing it without you're not checking to make sure people are having fun with it, and you know, doing the usual thing, just making sure people have got the rules and they're okay with everything. You can yeah. just kind of let people, uh, you can let them get on with their thing, and then you can concentrate with the game. So that was good, but I still lost. <laughs> um, but yeah, the uh, the game is really good. I'm still looking forward to playing it with it comes with an expansion when you buy the game and what it does is it adds more things in terms of economics. Uh-huh. Uh so it stretches out the game a bit more but it gives you more do a buy more advanced cards and things so it's one of those things where it's and lets you try different things within the game as well so it kind of balances it out uh, yeah so I'm looking forward to playing that one as well cool um, and then we also played a game of Inish I like that game I have a copy of that game that still hasn't been used which I I haven't played in I think the last time I played was with uh, yourself that was a while ago it was, yeah. So, um, but uh, yet yeah, a awesome game, and uh, we played that again. It was quite easy to teach Ben, and we played with uh, Ben's brother as well. So, you know, they've been playing board games for ages, so it was quite easy to teach. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it it was good fun. We got a somebody won on their first try. Oh, nice. Yeah, they hit the the victory conditions. We did quite a lot of combat, though. It was the it's the first time that I played it, and there's been a lot of combat. Yeah. Um, but it was good. Um, it was slightly different because I I think uh, Ben and his brother were just feeling, and then you know once you get to a point where okay, you've got an idea how the combat works, and then somebody was trying to do something a bit clever and they thought I'll take this uh, this area by force and uh, 
they attacked me and what they didn't realize is I had this whole bank of cards and so it was just a case of you attack me I'll discard a card and I'll come after you and I ended up taking I think they tried to invade the land with uh, two you know two clans yeah. coming in and uh, they I, I wiped them completely off the map. <laughs> it was uh, it, it was quite satisfying as well um, because it was getting to that point where they were the only one, the ones attacking me were the only ones left with cards to be able to do anything. Yeah. So it was it was just take them out. Uh, so I depleted their hand of cards and then just attacked their guys, got them off the map, and I still had like three cards in my hand to do stuff, That's which was cool. quite cool. Um, yeah. I still loving that game. It is still amazing. I think, I think it was my favorite game of last year. Um, maybe it was definitely. Yeah, up there. yeah, it was, it was definitely up there. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think it was high up on our list as well uh, for the board game of the year. And yeah. yeah, quite rightly so. So. Yeah. Again, I have a copy here that I still haven't actually got onto the table. <laughs> uh, just because my the group of friends I play with, it's usually more than four people. Which is nice, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So like we're gonna be playing stuff on Saturday, and there's going to be five or six of us. So right. You know, between two cities goes up to that much. Part yes. Of the reason I bought it, but yep. a lot of our stuff, you know, we're limited on our choices for stuff. But you know, there's a lot of good games. Yeah, definitely. Fabled Fruit scales up that much. Uh, yeah, it scales up to five. Yeah, five is actually there's quite a lot of games that go up to five. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you're not yeah. you're not too bad. It's once yeah. you start getting into kind of you six know the six kind of yeah. mostly party games, which do fair. We all like deduction games and you know yes that kind of hey lie to your friends kind of stuff. So yeah, that works well at least. Yeah, cool, excellent. Mm. Well, that was a quick board game section. It was. Usually there's like six or seven games on here. Let's move swiftly on then. <laughs> have you got any... I have all kinds of awesome news. Yay! All about video games. There's no board game news from me. Damn. Except that... I can't remember if we brought it up last week or if it was up yet. Uh, there's a Deadly Premonition board game up on Kickstarter. Uh, I, I can't, can't remember. remember. I think it might have been up by the time we did stuff. Anyway, let's... Actually, yeah, I think we did talk about it. Yes, we did, we did. Yeah. We'll bring it up again now. Daily Premonition. Yeah. <laughs> They're not paying us any money for it. We're just kind of interested in it. Neither yes. of us have backed it, so... <laughs> just telling you guys to do it. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. Man, there's some real good Kickstarters just now, you know? Yes. Um, but oh, on, on um, expansions and things, I... One of our favourite games, Star Wars Rebellion, is getting an expansion. Oh man, really? Yes, this is a thing. Yeah, this is this is a thing. News. Um, so the new expansion is uh, I forget what the name of it is, but it's basically it's based on the events of Rogue One. That's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, so you're going to get an uh, addition to the board to give you some new planets. There's going to be new characters. There's going to be some new vehicles and stuff that you can add in. Um, and then, obviously, there's new plots and things for you to do. Yeah. Star Wars Rebellion, to... Rise of the Empire is the name of the expansion. And yeah, it straight up just has 
the Rogue One cast on the front of the box. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think I think that would be pretty cool. I think I'll pick it up. Um, no questions asked. In terms of pre-order right here now from this shop that was the first thing that showed up on Google, which I've never heard of before. So. Oh right. <laughs> <laughs> Probably shouldn't do that. No, no, no. Yeah. Um, and non-board game news. Yes. Uh, a sequel to one of my favourite games from not last year, it came out a couple of years ago. I only played it last year though. Um, Life is Strange. They were making a sequel yes. to that. Apparently. Oh wow. And also confirmed that it, Life is Strange's first season sold more than 3 million copies. Oh, excellent. Which is 100% deserved. Like, that, that game's great. It is my favourite of that kind of style of adventure game that uh, Telltale has popularised you know I would even maybe lump something like Until Dawn in with those even though Until Dawn's a little bit more fleshed out a little bit more towards yeah. the cage kind of style of things but yeah Life is Strange is one of my it's just so fucking good real good great writing good story nice puzzles so I look forward to seeing what they do with the second series yeah um, there's a Witcher Netflix series beginning production it is not based on the games not being worked with uh, the guy who wrote the games but it is being worked with in conjunction with the writer of the books and it is going to be based on the books oh cool So, sort of game related because let's face it the reason the Witcher is well known and popular is because the games were really popular and good at least outside of Poland. Ah. Uh, because the books had a big following there beforehand. Those books are really good, though. So, Netflix series have been mostly good. Yeah. Is that a safe thing to say? I, yes, I think it is. I'm, I'm yeah. trying to think of one that I didn't enjoy, and I'm kind of... I think the only one I didn't really like as much was the Luke Cage one. Oh, man, I really like the Luke Cage one. Um... But yeah, okay. There's definitely high points and low points. Yeah. Yeah. I like Kimmy Schmidt. I, yeah, that was, not for me. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, Ubisoft has confirmed their E3 press conference, which we kind of guessed they were going to have, and it's basically almost at the same time as it usually is, and also announced a handful of games ahead of time. Like, just with icons, basically, it's just like, it's almost like they were like, we know this shit's going to leak out, so here's the fucking logo for Far Cry 5. Yep. For Assassin's Creed. Uh-huh. Which is Assassin's Creed. They've just said a new Assassin's Creed game, but the previous leaks have said it was, it's called Assassin's Creed Origins and it's going to be set in ancient, ancient Egypt. Um, yes. They reconfirmed that South Park's Fractured But Whole is coming soon, so that'll be or that it's coming within the next 12 months that's good and then they also announced The Crew 2 yeah a sequel to the highly popular racing game The Crew yeah, you know what as much as we joke and we carry on about The Crew, it has been well supported it's been well supported, but I don't joke about the fact that I really don't like that game. <laughs> <laughs> really... 
Oh, whatever. I mean, whatever. It had a good idea, and like you said, it's well supported. So maybe if they get like the kind of core driving down this time, that could uh-huh. be pretty awesome. Um, and then there was other stuff that leaked out of Ubisoft as well that said that there's going to be a Nintendo Switch exclusive game that is a crossover RPG with Mario and the Rabbids. This was something that was rumoured a while ago by... Right. Oh, my mind's blanking. It was the woman that ra- uh, that leaked all oh, of the... Indeed. Was it Jade? No, I don't think it was. I don't know. Well, whatever, there was a, a woman, a, a journalist who... Leaked... Oh, no, I'm thinking of the person that worked at... Oh, Ubisoft. no, 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 you're thinking of uh, Jade Raymond. No, she's yeah. at EA now, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but no, there was a journalist that leaked a bunch of switch stuff before the switch was kind of confirmed and this was amongst them um and it was one of the things that people brought off and was like nah she's just making stuff up <laughs> rabbits you know mario rpg crossover and then you know it hasn't it still hasn't been confirmed but there was more leaks about it and yeah it seems like it's pretty much going to happen the rumours or the leaks are saying that it's going to be a kind of tactical RPG with the Rabbids and the Marios. I think they said the four characters are going to... Or there's going to be eight characters that you can play as and there's going to be two-player co-op. And the uh-huh. eight characters are Mario, Luigi, Yoshi, Princess Peach. And then Rabbids dressed up as Mario, Luigi, Yoshi and Peach. <laughs> which I think is quite a good idea. So it'll be interesting to see because if it's if it's handled to the same quality as those other Mario RPGs have been historically handled, could be really good. Uh huh. Even if it has rapids on. I don't hate the rapids though. They're alright. Yeah. Rapids are. They okay. were funny. They were funny and then minions showed up and were like, we can do that and it's like, oh no. You're running this into the ground real quick, guys. Because they are just the same thing. Yeah, I suppose. Minions are just yellow rabbits without the ears. They even have the same <laughs> scream. Yep. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, there's a new Kickstarter out for a game that is being made by the creators of Parappa the Rapper, uh, Get a Rooman, and. Oh god, a bunch of other rhythm games. I forget. Oh, uh, oh, what I say? Yeah, yes. No, no. The reason made some of those was not. Uh, Vibribbon and Parappa. I'm not too sure. Oh, I forget. Anyway, it, the main things they're pointing out: Parappa Rapper and Get a Rooman, and it's called Project Rap Rabbit, working title, and it's a rhythm game for the PS4 and PC, with stretch goals for. The PC, uh, sorry, for the Xbox One and the Switch. And they reduced the, the stretch goal price for the Switch because it was super fucking high before. Um, so they reduced that a bit because they got a lot of feedback. People saying, yo, we really want to back this, but we want the Switch version, so we're not going to back it given... It looks unlikely you're going to hit four and a half million dollars. So they reduced it to one and a half, which is I mean it's been up for like a day or two now. 
and it's only sitting at a hundred thousand. So I don't know. I might make it. Might not. Yeah. I don't know. I I hope it does because I like good rhythm games. Yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'd be interested to see what it's going to come out with. But I thought the the pledge levels are a bit pricey. Yeah. So yeah, it's like you say, it just is. It it's going to be interesting to see what happens with it. Yeah, it's something that I would maybe back it if it hits the amount it needs for that switch goal. Like that is the same thing for me as what people have been saying is, I would like this on the switch. Yeah. I am at that point where a lot of games where if I can buy it on the Switch, I probably will. Even if it's like, you know, it doesn't look quite as nice because I like having that portability. Uh-huh. It's, it is, you know, Nintendo's gimmick has turned out to actually be a thing that I use all the time and is really <laughs> handy. So, you know, when that NBA game came out, it was like, well, I can buy that on the Switch rather than the PS4. Even if it doesn't have online multiplayer, that's fine because I can play on the tram. <laughs> I rebought Thumper. Yes. Thumper's still really good. Uh still still is difficult. Yeah, it's still fucking hard. <laughs> <laughs> that Switch version actually there's a good graphics comparison of it and that Switch version looks almost identical to the PS4 version as well. They did a really good job porting that. Uh-huh. Um and it has a very kind of simplistic art style anyway, but it uses it real cool. Anyway, not to talk about Thumper for too long again, because I will talk about it when I'm back from my holiday, probably. But uh, how much do you like Sonic, Mike? A lot? Yeah, quite a, a bit. Uh, yeah, a bit. And, you know, like all good Sonic fans, you have your own kind of... your OC, your own created character, right? Uh, no. Mike the Hedgehog. No? No, no, I don't have a Mike the Hedgehog. But I've seen it on your DeviantArt page. <laughs> it's not, it's just not. <laughs> Alright, well. Sonic Forces, the new Sonic game is coming out. They've been teasing for a little bit now that they're going to have three playable characters, and so far they've shown Sonic, classic Sonic, you know, the little chubby Sonic from Sonic Generations, and they've been teasing the third character, and do you know what the third character is now, Mike? It's you. Not specifically you, but you know the player is a, you can create a custom character, right? Um, it's kind of cool. You can play as a wolf, a rabbit, a cat, a dog, a bear, a bird, or a hedgehog, and then you can dress them up in silly costumes and change their color and stuff. And then it plays like Sonic, which I've liked the last couple of Sonic games, except except for the spin-offs like Sonic Boom. So. I'm interested in this, and I think it's a smart thing. Uh-huh. It's silly, but it's, you know, smart at the same time. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. That Sonic Forces game looks alright. It looks like Sonic Generations, but, you know, with a create character. <laughs> uh, that's all I have open here. Don't know if there's any more news you want to add. Oh, what was that? Right. Actually, there was one thing that Ben sent, and I'm gonna go insane because I was super excited about it, and I forgot what it is now. It was a, a a strategy game. Paradox is making it with the guys that made Tropico. 
it's tropical but on Mars. I forget the name of it. It looks really good though. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, Fuck. yeah. Ben's gonna slap me. Um, what's the name of it? Surviving Mars. It's a Mars colonization game. Colonization game. Man, I cannot say things today. Uh, being made by the guys that made Tropical. I don't think you get a space dictator, but if you can play as El Space Presidente, as Stuart commented on the article, <laughs> I'd be pretty happy about that. Oh. Uh... Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, Paradox do good shit. Also, Prison yes. Architect's out on phones. That's new. Ah. I like that game. But yes, that is all I have. Cool. Uh, I've got a few new releases. Awesome. Let's hear them. Cool. Uh, so, uh, this is all for a. Uh, the Friday the 26th of March uh, there is coming out a Darksiders Warmastered Edition for the Wii U that's a weird one yeah yeah um, I thought that bizarre. so did I yeah and it all came out and everything else maybe the Switch version or the Wii U version was just really delayed and the, yeah be a Switch version yeah. but um Releasing Wii U games in fucking May of 2017 yeah. seems like a mental thing to do. It is. It, it, it's it's mental. Um, there's a couple of other things. About, I'm going to skip over them because they, they look rubbish anyway. Uh, the one that's <laughs> the one that's interesting <laughs> me is um, Constructor HD comes out for the PC, PS4, and the Xbox One. I don't know what that one is. Constructor HD was a originally a PC game. Uh, and then it got a PlayStation 1 port back in the day, and I bought that, and I played the hell out of it. It is, it's kind of like SimCity, but it's SimCity on a smaller scale. Oh, wait, I think I do know this. I think Kill Ghosts were talking about it on one of the recent podcasts. They were, yes. Yeah. So this is the one where you're, it's smaller scale, you're building up little towns. Neighbourhoods, yeah. Neighbourhoods and stuff like that, and you can do things like hire hippies to protest outside other people's build sites and yes <laughs> okay yeah basically um you can build different levels of housing so you've got um kind of uh, the slob family and they like to live in the little huts the little shacks um and they're they're happy as is pigs and chickens in there you put them in a neighborhood and they're completely happy with that and then you can build you know slightly better housing but if you put the slobs in the better housing they wreck it and <laughs> the rest the rest of the neighborhood's unhappy and they complain to be fair as someone who moved into a relatively nice neighborhood a couple of years ago and has been living in a fucking filthy flat as a result <laughs> relate to this <laughs> Um, but yeah uh, so yeah look, I, I think I might pick that up when it comes when it comes out yeah that sounds pretty cool I might look into yeah, that be quite good um, we spoke about this before but so it obviously didn't come out which was the co- the new Cooking Mama sweet shop yeah yeah it looks like it yeah it must have got delayed um, but Anyway, it's it's on the list again. Uh, this guy five complete for the Switch. That is a game that people keep telling me to buy and looks good, but also 
those Disgaea games are like hundreds upon hundreds of hours long, so... Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cool. Uh, the next one, I don't even know what this is. It's called Get Even. Um, but in, there's a little note here, and it's saying that it's the physical release, which is exclusive to a chain of uh, game shops here in the UK called Game. Hmm. Yeah, so I'm not 100% sure what that is. Uh, next one is uh, definitely of interest to both of us, which is the new Guilty Gear X uh, Exit Rev Two. Yes, uh, there's a there's a demo th- out for that. Yeah, uh, I think you can also just buy this as DLC if you have Exit Rev later. Oh right. I can't mean to check that because I have Rev later because I reviewed it. Yes. Um. One and one of the handy things about reviewing it, and uh, <laughs> I think I, uh, I think I bought that one. Yeah, yeah, you did. Me too. We never sure. played it together. <laughs> I, <laughs> no, no, like no we. Of it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think we ended up buying um, Nitro Blasters and playing that instead. Yeah, oh, Nitro Blasters is so good. So is Guilty Gear. Guilty Gear is among my favorite fighting games. Yeah, this I don't know what Reveler Two actually adds. I've not been keeping up with it. Yeah, I think it adds more characters. All right, cool. That's yeah, probably we'll a safe bet. Yeah. Um, cool. Uh, coming out as well for PS4 and Xbox One. Rhyme. I will believe it when I see it. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's also true. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, coming out for years. Yeah, there's a, a new Samurai Warriors com- game coming out, uh, Spirit of Sonata. Yes, oh. I believe that that one's coming out, because I know people have reviewed copies of it. Yes, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, the next one on the list is a bit weird. For One, because it's for the PlayStation Vita, and then two, because of what it is. It's called Top Trump's Turbo. Um... And I'm assuming it's to do with the old cards games that used to play as kids. Yeah, as googling yeah. it, it's been out, uh, just out on Steam. Has been for two years. <laughs> Strange. Bizarre. Oh, man, just... It looks fucking terrible. This looks like a fucking PS One game. Like, what is this? <laughs> like the uh... cards in it are literally just photos of the cards. Right, wow. Oh, and he's saying just Steam Link. Yeah, uh, that's a weird thing. Especially coming out on the Vita. And, like, what I was saying about the Wii U earlier. Like, the Vita is actually somehow not as bad as the Wii U when it comes to why are you releasing this? Because people still buy Vita games. <laughs> whereas people never bought Wii U games. But, you know, it's still a weird one. Oh man, this looks really, really bad. <laughs> Real bad. It looks like it was bad four two years ago. It's not like we're saying, oh man, you know, graphics have come a long way in two years. It's like, no, <laughs> yeah. this looked like trash then. <laughs> oh, wow. That is mad. Um, I've got two other things on the list for uh, the 26th of May. Uh, we've got the complete collection of Tropical 5 coming to the Xbox One. So it's obviously, they were bringing it out in stages and this is just now the, the new game of the year collection yeah, yeah fair enough and this one i think we spoke about it when uh, 
a couple of weeks ago on the podcast. Uh, it's a for the Switch. It's Ultra Street Fighter Two: The Final Challenges. Yeah. Yeah. So this is coming out at full pelt price as well, like forty-five pound. Yeah, it's a weird one. Releasing it like it, it's the only. I was gonna say it's the only fine game on the Switch, but that's not actually true because Hamster have been releasing those Neo Geo games, like constantly. Uh huh. So there are actually like three or four of the best fighting games are from arcades on the Switch already, and going. By the way, we're porting Street Fighter Two, but it's gonna cost you know three times as much as those ones do. And it has the HD graphics from that HD remake of Street Fighter 2 that no one liked. And it's like, what? Also, we added some motion control gimmicky mini-games to it. Not selling me. No. Especially in the week that Injustice 2 and uh, Guilty Gear Xrd Reveler 2 come out. And a week before, or a couple of weeks before Tekken 7 comes out. Like, yeah. there's fighting games coming out left, right, and center. Releasing a fucking overpriced re-release of Street Fighter 2 seems just fucking mental. Yeah, but we, we've we seen this before on new consoles. You know, there's always one company that pushes out an older game that you can pick up for you know relatively inexpensive on one of the other consoles or even on steam and they're now wanting full pelt price for it just yeah. because it's coming out in this console yeah it's weird because nintendo's also really trying to push it as well like i think nintendo's even like publishing it in some territories wow it's a weird weird thing but street Fighter 2 is a really good game i mean i guess that's yeah Good. But, it's not. It's not a bad thing. It's coming out, but I'm definitely not going to buy it at that price. No, no chance. It's on sale at some point. That'd yeah, be pretty good. But yeah, that is that is just nuts. Yeah. Spend your money on Mark of the Wolves on the eShop instead. Yes. Because that's a fucking phenomenal fighting game. Or Waku Waku Seven if you want something a bit more mashy and silly. Cool. That's my recommendations. Fair enough. Um, and I think with that, that is it for the uh, new releases. Yes. Cool. Uh, so I think, is there anything else we're missing? Have we not talked about anything? or? Uh, I don't... I mean... Um, there's a bunch of Kickstarters that look pretty good. <laughs> well, well, normally that happens. So to to let people know what happens after we say goodbye after recording the episode, normally we we hang about for a while, and it's just half an hour of Kieran and myself firing Kickstarter links to each other, trying to get us to buy stuff. It hasn't worked so much recently. No, it hasn't. I, I think of, yeah, we kind of buy the stuff that we know we're gonna buy. Yeah, um, I think because the, there was quite a, a spate of good Kickstarters, you know, that we'd already decided we were going to back. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it hasn't really worked for a while. What about a game called Zombie Tsunami? <laughs> no. Come on, Mike. Zombie Tsunami. 
It's like your two favorite things: zombies and global disasters, um, <laughs> <laughs> natural disasters that could you know, cause massive harm to people. <laughs> oh, excellent! Uh, but uh, if you have any strange Kickstarters you want to send to us and try and get us to back, or you want to ask us a question or anything like that, you can send us an email, and the address to send the email to is podcast at glitchfreegaming dot com. Or you can find us on Facebook. Just search for Glitch for Gaming on Facebook. We normally put posts up and there's links to the new podcast or there's links to you know the, the latest review on the website. Mm-hmm. So you can do that. And you can you, you leave a comment or post us a message there. You can tweet us at Glitch Free Game. And, of course, finally, you can go to the website and uh, read up on everything we talk about and all our reviews and stuff like that yeah. and uh, you know see a picture of Kieran with his uh, latest board game acquisition of uh, Zombie Tsunami <laughs> <God damn it>. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I, I think that's about it there's nothing else to to do except uh, thank you all for listening tuning in and listening to our drivel again 179 episodes yeah we're going to make we're going to make it to 200 yeah and then just yeah, by that time, we'll... yeah. oh, just stop. Okay, I was going to say would, for the world. We release Clutch Free Gaming two at that point. Ah, right, yeah, season two. <laughs> season two. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Uh, so until then, play lots of games. Be nice to each other. Um, and yeah, just generally be cool. Yeah, be cool. <laughs>